Welcome to Don't Listen to Us. This is episode number 21. I'm Sean King. I'm Melissa King. I'll bet you never thought we'd get this far, did you? Never. (laughs) (laughs) I still need a bit of a reminder after pancakes and sausages. Okay, showtime. Oh, yeah, showtime. 21 weeks I've been doing this. Wow. That's eight months. Eight months. months, Eight months. Do the math. No, 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 no. I was more thinking of Sean and Melissa time, like... We've been married for years. Yeah, that's that right. Sort of <laughs> that's, that's our standard. In all the years I've known you, Sean. <laughs> we use that joke all the time. We do. <laughs> You've known me all these years. <laughs> it's only been a little over a year. <laughs> oh, my God. Isn't that, isn't that, and we've had friends and f- maybe even family um, not question that in a negative kind of way, but just very curious. About how How... It's like people think there's a certain amount of time that has to elapse before certain things happen. That's true. It's a weird uh, preconceived notion. You know, you can, like, like you can't have sex till the third date. You know, you can't meet the parents till the tenth date. Yeah. You can't move in together till you've been dating for a year. You know, those right. those weird artificial, I'm going to assume, Western cultural norms of, They're sort of imposed upon us. We feel weird if we don't abide by them. Yeah. And people question you. Yeah. Like my friend Corey said, well, this is before we got married. She said, but why get married? Why are you guys getting married? Yeah. Yeah. So she was a bit um, astonished by that. I, and certainly part of it for for me, and I, I think Melissa, you and I have talked about this before, part of it for both of us is after a certain age, you, you know – if you are a at least trying to be a fully formed adult, you know who you are as a person, and you know what you want in a partner too. Yes, and you are hopefully smart enough, mature enough to see that or not see that in a person very quickly. Yes, in at a, a certain age. Yes, and I think when you're, and it's great when when when, when you're, let's say in your tw- early twenties, in your twenties, date everyone you possibly can because you don't know what you want, you don't know what kind of personalities you want, you don't know whether you want someone funny or serious, or maybe you think you want someone who's funny but that's really fucking annoying, mm-hmm. or maybe you want someone who's serious but you find out funny is a all that kind of stuff. But after a certain point, you get in theory more selective about what you want. Like I know exactly who I wanted. As a human being, by the time I was in my mid thirties, mm. I had very very specific criteria. Not physically, but the kind of person I wanted to be with. Mm. Um, I, I knew that, very, and you've said to me before, you don't have that kind of criteria. Mm. Well, sometimes I think that it just goes on. You, I think some women, which is fine, I'm not knocking it, but sure. have real definite, this is what I want, yes. and if that, if a guy doesn't meet that criteria, nope. And maybe that's a sensible thing. I don't know, but I'm not so much like that. I'm a little bit more organic when it comes to that. Well, what happens, though, is that if you do have a list and then you don't follow your list, that gets you in trouble. If you've set yourself up, we both know people who have said, for example, uh, I won't date a smoker. Yes. And then they date a smoker. And they go, I didn't want to date this guy. Well, you, but was, you shouldn't have started from the beginning. Yes, but what if you really, really, he, what if he is just simply wonderful mm-hmm. and you love, he just, you fall in love. He's like, oh my God, this guy is fabulous. Then smoking shouldn't have been on your list. You know what I'm saying? Yes, but. Only put important things on your list. Oh, yes. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. The other thing is that, that uh, I think I, I sent it to you when we were first dating. Uh, this is one of these little you know, meme sticker type things. It, it, it was, you know, after the age of 40, dating is like, are we going to do this or what? Because I got things to do. You know? <laughs> I got shit to I do. I got shit to do. <laughs> I got a bucket list. And there's certainly part of that is in there. And it's not a, not a matter of, at air quotes, our age, one to not be alone. But at our age, I know what I want. And when I find it, why am I going to wait six months before I do the things that I want to do? You know, if I know this person is wonderful, if I know this person is everything I possibly could imagine, why wouldn't I want to jump into the deep end with this person right away? If you know it's authentic and true, yeah. then yes. Now, the problem is if you if you have any doubts whatsoever, then don't. No, I agree. Any, if there's any like feeling in your body, go with your body. Yeah, that's right. <gasps> I don't think enough, well, I don't know about men, but women, I don't think enough women go with their with their bodily mm. instincts. You know what that, I mean? What, that gut feeling. That gut, yeah. yes. Yes. No, but it's been just over a year since we met. We, we met, exactly. We, yeah. yeah. 
Um, Mr. Heartbroken wrote us back. Oh, the man that was going with his friendship bracelet That's lady? That's what got me thinking about this. Mr. Yeah. Heartbroken finally writing to provide an update. Yes. Um, amazing vacation. I haven't gone on vacation for over two years. Oh. I went to breakfast at Epcot and spent the entire day there on Friday. Uh, Saturday was running around doing errands. Uh, Sunday morning, went to church. Uh, as I got, uh, My family went to church, so I got to sleep in, not very religious. Um, after I got home, my friend and I went to the Kennedy Space Center for the day. Now, that'd be cool. Yeah. Okay. I have no interest in Disneyland. Kennedy Space Center, I'd be all over. Yeah, yeah. Monday, went to Disney Springs, go shopping, see the sights. Uh, went to the Florida Fire Frogs minor league baseball team, but I got rained out. <laughs> uh, Disney All-Star Resorts, walked around. Now on the mushy heart stuff. I messaged her a letter to emphasize and elaborate how I feel about her. That was important for me to express these things. I also gave her the distance bracelets with what they mean. She accepted the bracelet, chose one, and gave me the other to wear. Her response to everything was that she loves the bracelet. She told, also told me that she feels blessed to have me in her life. She's working on some education for work, wants to go on a cruise in the future. She also said, let's continue our friendship and see where it takes us. She enjoys spending time with me and wants to do it more. I told her I know she's working on things. I have things I need and want to work on too. Uh, I asked her if there's anything wrong with that and wanting it all. She replied, nothing wrong with that. Let's not rush. Take it one step at a time. So I'm crossing my fingers for the future. Thank you all for listening to me and all the advice. Mr. Heartbroken, yay! <laughs> it's just so opposite to us. Like it's so everyone, not impulsive. Everyone's different. Mm -hmm. you know, everyone is, and, and you again, you and I have talked about this many times. One of the problems, and you kids out there who are listening, you shouldn't be. Um, by the way, this is don't <laughs> no listen to should. us. Yeah, no one should. Yeah, no one should. <laughs> uh, DLTU at YML.me is the email address. Um, one of the problems of aging maturity is you have to go through a certain amount of heartbreak. Sorry, many people have to go through a certain amount of heartbreak in their life. And heartbreak is the worst. It's, it's just, we are not, for the most part, many of us emotionally able to deal with breakups, with relationships not working out the, the way that we want them to. And so the next relationship gets affected by that one. Absolutely. And then when that one breaks up, those two relationships affect the third one. Mm. And then those three is that the fourth, and it goes on and on and on. Mm. And after a while, again, our age, you get so much scar tissue built up over your psyche, your soul, your heart. Mm -hmm. It's hard to open up and be that, what I believe, that vulnerable person. I think in order to have an, a fully formed adult relationship, you must be vulnerable to the other person. You must say, here is my heart, please don't hurt it. Until you say, here is my heart, you can't have the fully formed relationship that you want. That's mm. my opinion. That's mm. the way I feel about it. Mm. Other people m might feel differently. And so one of the things about not rushing in, so many people don't want at our age to rush in. It's like, you know what? I rushed in when I was 32 and... Look what happened. Look what happened, mm -hmm. you know? Or I rushed in my last relationship and look what happened. Mm -hmm. Or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so everyone has to go at their own speed. And sometimes the other person wants to go too fast. Sometimes they want to go too slow. It's mm -hmm. rare to find someone who wants to go the exact same speed that you are. Yes. Now, you and I were very rare mm -hmm. in that, I don't know, I think it was within the first four or five days for me, I'm thinking, I don't want to be apart from this woman. And that's a great feeling. Mm -hmm. How can I make my life fit in with hers so I can be with her all the time? Yes. And that doesn't happen to everybody. No, so it doesn't. You, it happens in movies. That's part of, the, part of the problem is culturally, media-wise, here in the West, we see that stuff happening all the time. Yes. In the movies and TV shows. Love at first sight. I knew it right away. We moved. No, that's not the way life works, kids. No. It works the way it works. and You can't force it. You don't believe in love at first sight, do you? I do. Yeah, I, I do. do. Yeah. I do. I don't think it happens the, the way I, I, I really believe because I'm a guy and lost at first sight. Oh. That happens all the freaking time. Oh, well, that, yeah. <laughs> you shouldn't really say that when you're married, Sean. Honestly, folks, he says so many things that are like as if I'm a bar mate of his. You need to filter. It's called a filter. No, it's not. I yes, absolutely it lusted you the first moment I saw you. You still have to filter some no, of your comments. No, I don't. I refuse to. I Listen to me. Listen to me. Well, then I have full, uh, you've given me full freedom to call you an idiot. 
<laughs> well, I've always given you that. So I'm, I've, I, I've get... decided, which I haven't actually used that really haven't. option very much, but lately I've thought, nah, I'm going to start using it. I was madly in lust with you the moment I saw you. Yes. And then after after coffee, I was still madly in lust with you, but I also was madly in like with you, too. Oh, well, really, I really liked the person I was hanging out with. Yes. I lusted her. Yes, but, but you got to also... like someone. No, you really don't. <laughs> no, you got to like someone if you want to be with them. You don't have to like someone if you're just lusting them okay, and you okay, want to follow, uh, follow through on your lust. Anyway, we're very happy for Mr. Heartbroken, and hopefully it works out exactly I the way you so want too. it to. I hope so, too. But they've still got that distance between them, which they have to remember. Which may or may not be a good thing. Which may or may not be a good that's thing. Also, that's also another aspect of it. Long-distance relationships are extraordinarily hard. Very. They're, they're very, very difficult. They're not easy to do. It takes two very mature people to be able to pull it off. Yes. Um, so good, good luck to you guys. Sorry, for some bizarre reason, my mail app just crashed as I was deleting uh, oh. that email. Come on, mail. Here we go. Um, <laughs> I got, uh, as I expected, emails from men about lactose intolerance. Um, our friend uh, Scott Thrift in Sydney, Australia, regarding Sean's gassiness. Yes, you can develop <laughs> lactose intolerance in later life. I did not know that. It has to do with changes in your gut and bowel floor, which makes sense. Yes, it does. I, I, yes, yes, about it, good one. Right. Yes. However, Scott says, as I well know from having a partner with this issue, whose gas smells like the rotting breath of a thousand zombies, <laughs> if you were really lactose intolerant, then Melissa would be putting you in the backyard and there'd be dead patches on the lawn. <laughs> Excessive gas buildup can be eased by regular walking about a half hour after a meal. I uh, did not know that. Yes, that's very true. It does make sense, yes. And it's good for you just in general. Yes. And yes, we have been together for almost a year and have no problems farting in front of each other. <laughs> Mind you, as two men, it often gets very juvenile that's very right. quickly. <laughs> I know, right? It's just a bit different when it's a girl. Exactly. It's so different. When, it, when it's two guys, it's, it's completely oh, yeah. juvenile. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I can completely see that. <laughs> and our friend Lauren Fickelstein says, I don't know how true this is, but a doctor once told me, now, while children need milk to grow up, after they are grown, they start to develop an intolerance to lactose. Essentially, almost all adults become lactose intolerant to one degree or another or so, that doctor said. Interesting. Interesting. I, I believe that. Yeah. Uh, because in the, the, the natural world, uh, animals don't still drink milk when no, they're No, especially 15. from another animal. Um, <laughs> and most of the world, population-wise, is lactose intolerant. Most Asians are lactose intolerant. Yes. And many Asians are alcohol intolerant, too. Oh, they? My friend, uh, Dr. Ede in Portland, Oregon, couldn't have a drop of alcohol. She would get violently ill. Oh, my gosh. If she even had the slightest. Someone made um, uh, beef stew one day, and we had it, and she got, I had to carry her home. Oh, did they put red so wine in they it put or red something? Wine in it. Oh, And my. even though it cooked off, in theory, yes. there was still enough left in there to make her violently wow. ill. Wow. Poor thing. Wow. But that makes sense that we don't we don't need milk as we, we don't. I don't drink milk. I don't. I have a little bit of cream in my coffee in the mornings, yeah. but that's it. I don't the drink only milk. milk I drink now is if there happen to be Oreos around. Yes, he's got to have milk with you his Oreos. Have, you can't. You can't not dunk an Oreo. Okay. I think that's just an abomination between man and God. Right. You've got to dunk an Oreo. You have to milk. dunk dunk them. Okay. Now. I have stopped drinking whole milk, or as we here in Canada called it, to, to the enjoyment of many Americans, homo milk, homogenized yeah, 3. milk. 3.25% milk fat. Had? No, we don't. We don't it, here in this house, we don't buy no, that. No, no. I mean, in Australia, you said 3.25, like you knew exactly No, that. that's here. Okay. Yeah. We just called it homogenized Homogenized milk. milk. Homo milk. Okay, that wasn't, I think that wasn't that's a, kind of nasty. I don't it wasn't like for us as kids, that's though. Terrible. Yeah, no, it wasn't. I never heard the word "homo" referring to homosexuality until I was certainly in my teen years. Yeah, but it was always go get some homo milk. But the other milk is homogenized too. So how was well, that? When we called it homo milk, we meant full full cream whole, milk. What, what's called whole yeah. milk. Right. The people call it nowadays. When the milkman milk. delivered, though, the cream was always on top. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah. Oh, you yeah. had to shake it up. That's right. Thanks very much for that, Lauren. I, yes, I, I thank you, Lauren. That. We're all lactose intolerant. Which, you know, kind of makes sense. I suppose. I wonder if flatulence is always a result. You know, I don't think everyone's fighting like Mr. King does in bed. For some reason now he's giving me warning 
Sorry. I'm thinking, why when, is he when, saying when, sorry? When I know they're going to be really nasty. <laughs> like he's apologizing. I'm thinking, um, okay. And then there it comes. <laughs> Which is better? The, the, the cat even jumped off the bed last <laughs> night, people. <laughs> she was like, oh. Which is better? Me apologizing beforehand or you giggling afterwards? <laughs> So I'm sitting here on uh, on Thursday, and my wife walks up to, to, to my desk here. Oh. And tosses two <laughs> condoms on the desk. And I'm like, what? what the hell? That was weird, wasn't it? It was a little weird. <laughs> it was a little strange. It's like, uh, okay. <laughs> they, they actually say, before using, please see directions for use. I know. I think that's so funny. And on the back. Hold on. How do I use this? Hang there, on. There are no directions. <laughs> no, there are no directions. <laughs> that's quite funny. No, my son, my, my youngest son is using a desk now in his room that was his older brother's. Uh, desk and and it, there's condoms in the drawer, so what's, I took them what's out. What's the best before date on these? I don't know. Twenty twenty one. Twenty. Oh, okay. Made in Thailand. <laughs> oh my gosh! I guess I never thought about what condoms were made. Made, made in Thailand. They're not artisan home organic <laughs> <laughs> condoms. They're made in Thailand. Whatever. This story comes up has been coming up for the last ten years. Um, I think we mentioned before how much we both um, enjoy the new James Bond films, the one with Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig, love Craig's version of Bond. Oh, I think he's a fabulous Bond. I watched. I grew up in the age of the Roger Moore Bond films. Yeah, and and still watch them, but I, they were utterly ridiculous. Moonraker was just stupid. It was just I I could not go back and watch those Roger Moore Bond films because there were so many of them were so over the top, just utterly ridiculous. Like was Pierce Brosnan? Yeah, Pierce Brosnan. I like Brosnan, but eh, not so much. But Craig, I really got back into mm-hmm. Bond with with Craig. Mm-hmm. Now Craig, for whatever reason, has been whining about one about not wanting to play Bond for several years now, and they keep throwing just massive amounts of money at him. Just stupid. Why he don't imagine want to be typecast or something. Well, I don't. He I don't. Has. I don't think nowadays. Certainly, him because he's done so many other things before he was Bond. Yeah, that he was known for. That I don't think he's going to be typecast as Bond as much as Roger Moore was. Mm. Like Roger Moore couldn't do anything. No, he was James Bond. He was always going to be James Bond. Mm-hmm. Pierce Brosnan did, did other things and has done other things. I love him in in some of the movies that he's been in. Sean mm-hmm. Connery, same thing. He, mm-hmm. he, he, he you know when when he did Hunt for Red October, we didn't think it's James Bond. We, you didn't. Think oh no, that. no, it was just Sean Connery. You're Roger right. Roger Moore for whatever reason because I don't think because he did much. He did The Saint, which was a, a show. Oh yes, in the I 60s. remember The Saint. But um, he was definitely always going to be James Bond. Um, I don't know that Craig is. I think he just doesn't find the character himself interesting. I can understand that. I mean, how much further can you take yeah, this I mean, character? It's kind of, yeah. Bond now is kind of stuck in his Bondness. Oh, yes. He can't be anybody else. But he that's what I loved about the oh, first yeah. one that he did because you saw that soft crack in him. That, that woman that he fell in love with no. got through this crack in his facade. I hated that actress, though. I always have. Yes, but but the the her I'm even aside from her, you saw that little bit of vulnerability that he had, and that was it. He and then he became like the hardened James Bond in the in ones consequent to that one. And what's really interesting for those who may not know about it, if you read Ian Fleming's Bond books, Bond's an asshole. Oh, Bond is a heavy, he is awful, awful guy. Yep, yeah. We think the movie Bond is nowhere near no as he, dark. He's and not. Almost evil. They should do that. They should start yeah. to do that with him. Um, you can see it if you go back to the original Sean Connery one. Sean Connery was a real jerk. Yeah. Especially to women. He was. He was an in ass. the Dr. No and, and Man with the Golden Gun and those early Bond ones. Mm-hmm. He was a real ass. He mm-hmm. was not. He, watching through the filter of the 21st century, that Jane, if, if they released those movies today, they would be panned. They, mm. they, they they would be get, get one on Rotten Tomatoes. They would not be well received at all mm, mm. because he is a really really jerk in those movies. So now this is probably going to be Craig's last Bond movie that will come out sometime next year. And so now they're in the search for for the new Bond. And as always, again for the last ten years, 
the one name that keeps coming up that I really want them to do, Idris Elba. Oh, yes. I think he would be in a fantastic Bond. The danger is that they would make him a Sean Connery Bond because of, and this is going to sound worse than I mean it to be, the inherent racial aspect of it. They might turn him into a bad Bond, a bad guy Bond, because he's black. Why would you say that? I just, I don't I get that awful feeling that might happen. They might, because they want to change Bond, right? They don't want Bond to be da- a black Daniel Craig. No. Oh, God. He couldn't anyway, that, that guy. So they would make Idris Elba a black Sean Connery. You, know, you understand what I'm saying? Well, he could, ca- well, maybe they think he could carry it off better. I don't want them to do it at all, because I don't want them to associate... Color with... Yeah, the bad guy Bond with a black Has man. he agreed? Has no, he no, said no. That, he oh, said they're... he'd love to do it. Oh, Everyone okay. said they'd love to do it. Oh, okay. Um, but they have, the people who run Bond haven't said, no, that they're going to do it. They, I think they like this that gets publicity for the next version right. of the movie and all that kind of stuff. And, and the, now the other... And the reason behind that I think is really interesting. The, the fan theory of this is that... The reason why there's been so many James Bonds is that James Bond is a character. It's not a person. It's the it's the security name for that agent of the British government. Mm-hmm. The guy's name is actually Frank Jones. Mm-hmm. But when yeah. you become a 007 or a double O, this is your code name is James Bond. That's why you can have Sean Connery and Roger Moore and Pierce Brosnan and Dalton, all, all those guys. Mm-hmm. So there wouldn't be any problem. Now, there's going to be a whole bunch of people going to be a bitch about this. Ian Fleming's Bond was white. Yeah, shut up, okay? Oh, whatever. The other thing is, what about a woman? What about a female James Bond? Mm-hmm. I can see Charlize Theron being James Bond. No, I don't want to see a female really? James Bond. Really? Sorry. I think that would be fascinating. No, I don't want to. I want a, a James Bond to be a guy. As bad as Atomic Blonde was as a movie, the fight scenes were really good, and I can see her, Charlize Theron, being James Bond. I think that would be really cool. Yeah, well, I... I disagree. Really? I think James Bond needs to stay a man. Black, white, whatever. I think he needs to stay a man. So you don't want to see Jane Bond? No, thank you. <laughs> oh, my God, no. Oh that's God. what you have to call her. Sorry, you have no. to call her Jane Bond. No. That's, that's very interesting of you. No, I didn't thanks. realize you'd be so chauvinistic. I don't think that women have a place in every single slot that males take in, in this world. I agree with that. I think that in some ways that's a put down on them. They don't have to always slot a woman into what a man's always done. I agree with that. So, but I'm saying in order to reinvigorate the franchise, that would be a really interesting choice. And we'd all go see that movie. I wouldn't see it at the movies. I'd see it, you know, if you downloaded it or something, but I'm not going to go see it at the movies. I don't download movies. What are you talking about? Sorry. Jesus, lady. Ever? Oh, my God. I don't want to see a female Jane, Jane Bond. No, thanks. Another James Bond choice, if they have to go with a white guy? Yes. Henry Cavill. Who's he? He's super, you... Superman. Remember we saw him on that thing with Simon Pegg? Oh, my God. He's freaking gorgeous. <laughs> he's Speaking of lust at first sight, <laughs> he is the most ridiculously gorgeous man I have ever seen. The man is perfect he's, in every way. He is utter perfection. He opens up his mouth. He's got the perfect accent. He is beautiful. Please tell me he has a small penis. Someone out there tell no, me. No, 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 no. He no, does no. not have a small penis. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. He has a no, perfect that's penis. That's not fair, though. He has a perfect penis, I'm telling that's you not- right now. <laughs> uh, anyways. No, um, would he be... Now, oh, my. He's even, <laughs> he's even almost too good looking to be James Bond. Well, Roger Moore was very, very good looking. Yeah, Roger Moore doesn't appeal as much to really? me. Like, like, uh, but no, well, hmm. <laughs> he could give it a go. Do you need to be alone? Did no. you need to turn this off? I can office? be alone later. <laughs> I can be alone later. No, it's good. not fair for someone to be that beautiful. It's not with that voice and uh, that body. Uh, uh, he has to have a small penis. You can't have everything. Oh no, no, you he, can't. Yep, yeah. and and I hadn't heard him. I haven't seen him just be him yeah, before. Right. Yeah, yeah. So when you had that on, I, I, I was looking, and then when he spoke, I thought, oh, my God. Like, I saw, <laughs> like, oh, my God. Is he for real? He is gorgeous. He really is. Is he um, 
Are they going to make more Superman films? Is- I just saw something really flashing. I don't really pay attention to the celebrity stuff, but I saw something flash by that he said he wasn't going to do the the next Superman movies. So. Oh, no more. Oh, maybe he's ready to move on to. Well, probably not doing them because they're shit. Other things. The DC Universe movies have just been awful. Okay, I can see him being a Bond. Yeah. If they have to go with a white Bond, I, I, they I'd They don't pick have to do much with him at all. Henry Cavill. Yeah, yeah and his voice. Everything. Yeah. Mm. He even pulls off the name Henry. Oh, I mean, Henry. Henry. Who else could be a Henry exactly. and then and be like, oh my God, I love that name. That's a great name, Henry. <laughs> That's He's right. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. And who was that guy sitting with him, the funny comedian that did all the... Um, Simon Pegg. Uh, yes. And he, he had to sit next to him. I, I couldn't How do it. How awful. Yeah, I absolutely could and not sit, sit next to him. No. That's like a girl sitting next to Angelina. Exactly. Like, I can't just, sit here for very that's long. Right. <laughs> no, I got to go. Sorry. Yeah, there's absolutely no way I would appear in public next to Henry Cavill. Oh I, would, my God. I would look like a troll. And the guy's he... like 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, so he's taller than me. How does he get through life looking like that? Just Do you wonder? Disgust me. Hmm. Anyways. <laughs> I don't often. No, seriously, I don't oh. often. And and he's a blonde too. We should mention that to Sly. Henry Cavill. Knows well, that. it's sort of a. Well, he's not a brunette. He's got black hair. He doesn't have black hair. It's not black. Anyway, it's not often that I look at a man, and I can look at a man and appreciate that he's good looking. It's not often that I have a like a, a visceral response to a man, but but he certainly does does do that. Is it black? His hair is black. Maybe it's because it, uh, when he was Superman. Oh my god! <laughs> is that curl on his forehead natural? I just made a mistake. Look at that pit. Look at that lower right. Sa- oh my god! The guy's insane. I just made the mistake of posting a picture of <gasps> Henry. <laughs> he does he take a bad picture? Who is he up there, third from the left on the top? Who is he there? Sorry, he does have black hair. Sorry, sweetheart, he does. I think this was a huge mistake on my part. Um, I'm rendered oh speechless. My God. Who is he there when he's... G- gotten shape to play... Mm. That's his gotten shape to play. Su- uh, Superman, that's, that's, oh, that's him. Oh, that's Lord. Him. That's him and Superman. Oh. Anyways, um, yeah, it's not often that I, I look at a man and, and go, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. He is disgustingly good looking. Look at all these photos. Oh, people. I mean, look at this. This is just, that's James Bond right there. Actually there. Yes, 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 yes. No, he's stunning. <laughs> to close the window now, because okay. my wife's about to have a big <laughs> O. <laughs> Okay, moving on. Uh, <laughs> now I have a little tiny ass from someone from the uh, Tour de France on the screen. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, oh dear. I know we had things we wanted to talk about today, didn't we? You totally ruined I'm... for me. Oh, dear. This is one of those uh, advice column things that just make you shake your head when people can't read what they're writing. Okay. My boyfriend's family are all very abusive to each other, and in turn, it's all he knows. He's a very sweet and loving person, but if even mildly agitated, he'll call me names and scream at me that I'm crazy. Today, he told me that he was breaking up with me and to get the F off his property, or he would call the police oh after pushing me out and slamming my arm in the door. Oh. Turns out it was his mom's birthday, and I wasn't invited he forgot when he invited me over and said, we're going to go out tonight. He then texted me, acting very sweetly again, saying he just wanted me to leave and didn't know how to make me leave, that he's sorry and all that. Ew. It's always like this. I don't know what to do. Good for weeks and I have a human reaction and everything goes to hell again. Tomorrow we'll be back together and happy. I know it's not actually abusive or anything. I'm just so sad and so sick of all this. What should I do? Okay, first of all, pull your head out of your ass. <laughs> You're being abused. That's an abusive relationship. Bye-bye. If all he did was doing this once, pushing you pushing you out and slamming the door in your arm, that's abuse right there. One instance. But you're saying this happens all the time. Yeah. How could you be so dumb? And this is part of the problem. 
that women, especially women, think this is not abusive. Yes. But he's so sweet. They think abuse has to be 24-7. That's right. They think it has. he has to be mean to me all the time. That's right. If he's nice to me most of the time, but just mean some of the time, that's not abuse. No, sweetheart, you're being abused. You are in an abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. Ditch this a-hole now. Yeah. He has nothing for you. Nothing. I don't care if he's Henry Cavill. Mm-mm. I don't mm-hmm. care if he's got Bill Gates money. <clears throat> You're being abused. Now, you have to decide how you want to deal with that abuse, whether you leave or you accept it. Yes. That's, those, those, those are your only choices. Well, and the trouble is a lot of women don't think that they're worthy of they – don't, they don't look at themselves and go, I am worth so much more than yep. this. Yep. And um, that's part of <clears throat> the abuser's control, control over you. They that's make right. you feel that way. You've mm-hmm. got nowhere else to go. No one else wants you. And it's the cycle of, oh, my, you know, why have you done that to me? And then, the, and then the abuser saying, oh, you know, I'm so sorry. I love you and caressing your face and all that. Yeah. And then that makes you – and it's that cycle that they go through. Yeah. And you yeah. allow that cycle too. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, no, no. It's to do with her self-worth. And she, she, has said, to leave. she said at the beginning of that that her, his family is abusive. That's all he knows. Yeah. But that's no excuse anymore. No. Once you're an adult – that's no excuse. Yes. Once you are out in the world, you can't use your family background for that excuse. You can use it for other excuses. Yes. But not for that one of being, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I abused you. I was abused when I was a child. No. Yeah, no. No. No, 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 no. No. Not no. going to happen. You don't, you, don't, no. you don't get to play that she card. She needs to get out. <laughs> was she given a suggestion? I, was she given no, advice? There's only one suggestion. only one advice. But was she given yes, advice? Yes, she was. But the only advice she could possibly give is get out of that relationship. And that's the advice she was given. I have no idea. I don't care. If anyone oh. gives her any other advice, the, the advice giver is needy. Oh, I didn't know if you had. No, I don't. Uh, I, I rarely the, read the, the. Oh, all right. Because no. I want. I don't want their advice to um, inform or flavor our. Advice. No. Because we're idiots. We have no idea what we're talking about. No, no, don't listen to us. But, but you got to get out, girl. But in this case, listen to us. And then have a child with him? Oh, good Lord. I saw this on Twitter from a guy named uh, Shane Jackson, national president of PSA, community and consultant pharmacist. <laughs> My daughter, who is ASD. What's ASD? Um, autism spectrum disorder received straight D's on her report card today she cried and said I'd let everyone down so dad wrote a report card for her (laughs) dad's report card name Sophie Jackson funny A loves dogs A fighting with boys A drawing and and mailing drawing robots A imagination (laughs) A plus best daughter A plus that is so beautiful You've said many times to me that you don't like the letter grade system no, I don't. of our schools. No. And I think this is a good example of how damaging that can be. That's disgusting that they gave her all Ds. It's disgusting they gave her all Ds if they're comparing her to kids who don't have ASD. Why even give her any grades at all? <clears throat> if they can say How she's... do you mark a child's progress without grades? A child, if they're, uh, if they're a learner, if you want, the, the bottom line is, is if you want her to be a learner and to be an enthusiastic learner, no matter what pace, you don't give a child Ds. Look immediately what she thought. I've let everybody let down. down. Exactly. The little boy in our living room right now, a friend of our son's, yep. who is having progressively worse and worse years at school. Yep. He entered the last school year thinking that he was pretty smart his his parents have him in tutoring his you know his readings coming along he left the school year feeling like he was as dumb as a doornail yeah. and that he doesn't he absolutely hates school yeah. how's that how's that working for them i don't think it is and part of the problem is that this kid this teacher that this kid has an issue with or this teacher who has an issue with this kid everyone else likes this teacher Everyone else gets along with this teacher. Mm-hmm. It's just there's there's a personality conflict mm-hmm. between this kid, who's a nice kid, mm-hmm. who's a little difficult at times, mm-hmm. a little weird at times, mm-hmm. wonderfully weird. Mm-hmm. Not not in a bad way. He's not he's not mutilating kittens or anything. Else no, like no, he's not a bad he's boy. He's just a funny, quirky little little weird little kid mm-hmm. who, we, who we love. Mm-hmm. Isn't getting along with this teacher. Isn't mm-hmm. getting along in this environment. Mm-hmm. And you're right. He's been told that because of this, he's an idiot. Yeah, he feels dumb. He yeah. thinks he's dumb now. And he's not. No. 
He's not. So, and I don't see why, you know, if you have autism spectrum disorder, you also have a multitude of other challenges. So why on earth would they have given her letter grades if, if it was coming down to doing it in the, in the way that they do it through their computers and through their marking of things? Why even give her a letter grade at all? Why not just comment? Yes. You know, that, that's, that's the kind of kid that letter grades don't do any good for. So it's there's, a, there's it's no pointless. Point. Yeah. It's just destruction. So yeah, you, that's something you shouldn't be doing is is giving kids who are have those issues letter grades. No. So how would you know the because letter grades in theory are about progress and about scoring things? How would you do? Well, a lot of children that often uh, I've worked with, I've said. You compare this child's development and progress with themselves. Mm. You don't compare them to other children of their age. You look at, look, this is where she was at the beginning of the year with this, and look at how far she's come now. And she's an enthusiastic learner, and she's learning and growing and developing every day, and she's made gains. You just compare her to her own progress. You don't compare her to um, the typical children's progress. That's unfair. And we, not knowing anything else about this kid, we don't know that maybe they are progressing. Maybe they are. Of course she is. You know, she's a better reader now than she was when she started school. And of course she is. Better able to do her maths and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it, it's a shame that that, that kind of thing happens. It's terrible. Happens. What a wonderful dad, huh? Yeah, no kidding. What a, what a great what a idea. Way to, yeah. yeah. I hope everyone saw this. Um, and we'll preface this by saying my wife is a wonderful, sweet, kind, gentle Nonviolent person. Her husband is none of those things. He's actually quite violent and more than happy to be violent. Just want to preface it with, with that statement. Hopefully you all saw this swastika wearing man get punched on the Seattle street. This happened a year ago, but it just blew up on, on Twitter a few days ago. I showed you this video. So there's a guy, turns out he was walking, the backstory is this guy is walking around downtown Seattle. He's a, he's a, looks like average height, little stocky build, <clears throat> bald headed guy wearing a Nazi armband over his black jacket. Who so has got a red, black, and white armband on. It's got, an, you can't mistake it for anything else. Oh my God. And he's, he was apparently walking around downtown Seattle looking for people to fight. Looking for people to fight. He apparently then said to this very tall, not initially stocky black guy. <laughs> I want to wipe your race off the planet. Oh, my God. The black guy takes a step towards him. You see the Nazi going, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute? Yeah, he puts his Let's hand up. Let's talk about this. Exactly. He puts his hand up as if to stop the black guy. The black guy clocks him. Uh, One punch, uh, down, uh, out, count to ten, you're done. Feels so good. Do it. This- <laughs> <laughs> now, that's where this gets funny. Is it okay to punch a Nazi? Well, I, I have a quick question for you regarding that. In the eyes of the law... That's assault. So that African-American man would have been at fault. Except for the fact the guy who got, lo- who got clocked declined to punch... The, the, um, he declined to provide info about the incident and left after removing his armband, Seattle police said. <laughs> I, oh, that is, that is so cool. So isn't that interesting that he didn't say this... This black man assaulted me and, and didn't continue on in that with that. So would the would the gentleman had a, that punched had have been in, in, in at fault? I mean, if that Nazi, well, absolutely, you're not allowed to punch people in the face. But you can walk around with a Nazi armband and say correct. to people, "But isn't that a direct threat?" That's freedom of speech. You, the, the Nazi armband. You're allowed but, to walk. Yeah. You can stand in the street corner and say, "I love Hitler." <sighs> yeah. Depending on the words you use and how they're being directed, because the thing is, freedom of speech, your ability to say whatever you want, is sacrosanct in the U.S., okay? The, the government, the, the courts, the law are very reluctant to put any limits on freedom of speech. <clears throat> they, want the, the, any, they want the limits to be very, very narrowly defined, so they have the most free speech, which is very, very narrow exceptions, which is why the KKK can have a parade down the center of streets in Nashville. That's their freedom of speech. You have the freedom in America to be an asshole. 
Okay. And no one can stop you unless your assholeness steps over a line. That line is ill-defined intentionally because we don't want to say you can't do this because then something crosses that line. Oh, that wasn't so bad. Oh, we made a mistake. So, yes, he can stand around saying, I love Hitler. If he starts being aggressive towards people, then they are allowed to call the police on him. They are not allowed to respond to his aggression with their own aggression. Mm. And that's where we get him. Because if you respond to his aggression with yours, you are now a vigilante. He's a criminal, but you're a vigilante. That's the way the law looks at it. The law says if someone's breaking the law, you are not allowed to enforce the law. You've got to get, uh, get us involved. I'm a police officer that's been sworn by the state to uphold the law. It's my job to uphold the law, not yours. It's your job to, re- to report breaking the law. Right. But you can't enforce breaking the law. As long as the person breaking the law isn't doing anything that's harming other people. Right. You know, if someone's stabbing somebody, you can't go, hang on a second, I will call 911. You are allowed. Well, I think you have to or something, don't you? Isn't there you a law have, in no, some there, there's, states? There's, where, no, there's no law. Or uh, you have a <laughs> Samaritan law where you have to help people that are in danger no, no, no. or something no, like good, that? The good Samaritan laws are if you help someone, they can't sue you for helping them. Isn't America oh, wonderful? Is, oh, America's so bizarre. Okay. There have Sorry, been cases people, but... where where car accident. Someone is in a burning car. Someone runs into the burning car, pulls the person out, but because they pulled them out and didn't do it properly, they exacerbated or increased the damage to the person. You know, you just keep someone's head straight. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they maybe had a spinal injury exactly. or something. And you pulled him out of the car and twisted his neck, and now he's paralyzed for life. Now I'm going to sue you. That's happened. Well, then that makes people afraid to help anyone. Exactly. That's called a good Samaritan. That's why a good Samaritan law is not in all states, but oh. in some states that have the good Samaritan law says you cannot be sued for coming to the aid of someone else. Because what was happening was doctors were saying, I'm not going in there. My, mal- my, my malpractice insurance will not prevent will, will not prevent you from suing me. Right. From trying to help from you. trying to help. Yeah. Oh. Is there a doctor in the house? Oh, hell no. Yeah. No. yeah I th- oh, okay. I thought they were bound no. to no. help. Um. They, they, are, they are morally, ethically bound to help. Mm. But legally, if, if, if I'm a doctor and I know someone's liable to sue me for helping them, you know, uh, um, um, you are unconscious and I do the, the chest compression thing mm-hmm. and break two of your ribs mm-hmm. and you sue me. Mm-hmm. I saved your life, but you're going to sue me anyway. And a lot of the time the suing comes from some a-hole lawyer who says, hey, the doctor's got insurance. Yeah, we can get we some can, money We can out get of half a million bucks Ew. out of Ew. Gosh, it's, it's what a very, low life. It's very rare the person themselves know the law well enough to know, hey, I could sue. Most yeah, people yeah, go, it's oh, the lawyers. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, yes, this guy would get charged with assault. The charge, I can almost guarantee, would be knocked down to a misdemeanor or thrown out of court completely. I hope so. But the, but the, the, the principle is you can't take the law in your own hands. Mm, but you can be a Nazi and say to someone, I want to wipe your race off the That's face right. of this earth. Isn't that so That awful? being said, in this case, I have no problem taking the law in my own hands. I said on Twitter, I don't recommend you do this. I, if, if, if you can't do, I say this all the time, if you can't do the crime, if you can't do the time, don't do the crime. Yeah. I got no problem doing the time. I got no problem. If, if I'm this guy, I would have done the exact same thing and police arrest me. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I've been in handcuffs before. It's not that big a deal. You want to arrest me for assault, for punching a guy in the face who's wearing a Nazi symbol and saying he wants to wipe my race off the planet. I'm going to punch him in the face. Absolutely. It was a good punch too, oh, it was wasn't it? It was punch. just boom. That's, I, I'd be willing to bet that this guy was a boxer. Right. Because okay, he hit he, this guy perfectly. And he did it quite calmly, didn't he? He was just... He just walked up, just one single punch, just boom. boom. Late, oh, that must have felt up. so good. <laughs> I have no problem with punching Nazis in the face. No. I have no problem with violence in this regard. No, no. I, I, I this agree. is a one-on-one violence thing. This yeah. is, I'm, not, I'm not saying I want to be violent towards your entire race. I'm not saying to your whole country. Oh. This is me and you. I mm-hmm. don't like what you're doing. I'm willing to pay the price. For this, mm-hmm. I'm going to punch you in the face. Mm-hmm. And I hope someone catches on film. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, arrest me. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I will turn myself in if you want me to. Yeah. yeah but I'm yeah. going but to I'm punch gonna this punch guy you. in the face. Yeah. I'm not going to fight a whole parade of them because they have the right to parade down the street. But one guy walking down the street saying he wants to hurt people, yeah, I'm punching you in the face. It's yeah. for the public good. Because if nothing else, everyone else is, is stressed out about this crazy person walking around 
you know, with a Nazi thing on. And what do I do? I don't. And where uh, was he? Seattle, downtown Seattle. Just walking around, huh? The person who threw the punch appears to walk near the person with the camera and said, "Ain't got nothing to talk about," and walked away. <laughs> Wow. The guy just punched him and walked away. Nothing to talk about. He well, there isn't anything to talk about. He didn't say anything to the camera. He didn't grandstand. He didn't stand over the guy. He just knocked him out and walked away. Ooh, that must have felt so good. You have no idea. This is something I recommend everybody do. Go somewhere, your your local gym, YMCA, whatever, and find out if there are boxing classes there or kickboxing classes, even better. And just take the classes. And... Take the classes long enough that you're allowed to go into a ring and punch somebody. There is no more. Even when you're in a fully controlled environment with boxing gloves on and head protection and usually rib protection. Foot, when, when I did kickboxing, we had foot protection. It's a great feeling. It's really interesting, a feeling of the power you get. Even if you're just doing it for the fun of it, just for the exercise, just for the whatever. That aggression of hitting somebody, not a heavy bag, not a wall, not shadow boxing, but another human being. Mm. And if you've got a good instructor, he'll say to you, hit me as hard as you want. Mm. When I was teaching self-defense courses to women, I would get dressed up in the full, full gear and the women would just beat the shit out of me and they loved it. Mm-hmm. There's a, a mental aspect to this. There is a catharsism to this. There is a freeing of this. It's also, you get to feel what it feels like. Well, you feel empowered. It's a funny way to feel empowered, but that's what it would feel like. Yeah. And I'm not saying this is something you would do in the street. I would always tell the, the, the women that I was uh, teaching, you're doing self-defense not to beat somebody up. You're doing it in order to get away from somebody who wants to do harm to you. Yes, and even the knowledge of knowing you could beat somebody up if you needed to as a woman. If you're walking across a university campus and you've done a self-defense course, you feel a little bit more like, you know, someone comes at me. Yep. I've got some tools. You know, I know what to do. I never taught women how to beat people up. I taught them how to escape getting beaten up. Yes. Because or, or, for the most part, a short one-month or two-month self-defense course is not going to teach you to beat somebody up. No. But and, and, and I don't want people to ever get into if, if you. If you if you sign up for a class, a self defense class that promises in two months you'll beat people up, don't do that class. He's lying to you. It's not possible. No, it takes years and years and years of training mm-hmm. in order to be able to effectively beat somebody up. Like just mm-hmm. pick a guy off the street and kick the crap out of him. Even more so when you're under the duress of being attacked, as opposed to a boxing match kind of thing. Yes. Um, so don't ever take a class that promises you can beat people up. Uh, take a class that will give you confidence, and it's great exercise. It's amazing how long three minutes is when you're in a boxing ring and someone's punching you. (laughs) Well, and he's even uh, feeling confident in your voice and screaming and shouting is something that I think is important too. Even if I'm in a situation, uh, if if, if we're fighting and I want to use my voice and and be assertive, I'm not comfortable with it. How so? What do you mean? Because you need to practice knowing that your voice counts, that your voice matters. You mean in, the, in, a, in, a, in the sense of volume? Volume, yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, yeah, if, if you uh, want some more information about that uh, swastika-wearing man punched on Seattle Street, just do a search for that headline. It'll pop up in the Seattle Times. It's like a said, good one just it, to even just watch. Just to watch. It really is. <laughs> If for no other it's, reason than to see the guy to, with his finger pointing, ah, you're, 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 and then you, off camera, the you can see, you understand, the black guy's walking towards, and he puts the hand going, well, hang on, hang on. Hold on, hold on. Like as if he's going to, like, what? That's the funny thing is he puts yeah. his hand up. Yeah. Oh, wait a second. Let's talk about this. No, you're going down, asshole. Hey, uh, tonight we are going to do something I have never done before in my life. What, you've never watched a meteor shower? I've never intentionally gone out into the countryside to watch the meteor shower. Tonight is the Perseids meteor shower. We're taking uh, Rory and uh, Damon mm-hmm. out. Because uh, I've never done it before because when I was a kid, when I was a kid living in Halifax, we had no means to get outside the city. There was, just, we, there was no buses that went out there. We didn't own a car. It wasn't like it was ever on our radar. 
And then when I lived in in um, the far on the farm in Nova Scotia, I don't know why. I don't think I knew didn't go out about the, the persons. Oh, okay. Because that would have been perfect. Because there was oh. no light oh, up there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then living in Vancouver again, didn't have the means to go outside the city. It was too bright to, to see anything. So I've never and never I've been aware of them, but never made the effort. And now because of you and Rory, I want to make the effort. Oh yeah, no. We've I've often I've done it with my kids. Watch the the Perseids as you as you is that right? I think it's Perseids, Perseids. Yeah, Perseids. Yes. No. We're no done the setup, taking the blankets outside, got all ready, lay on trampolines or decks, and just lay there and wait for them. I realize we have six cameras. We're going to use. <laughs> I hope we get some of them on <laughs> I film. Hope so, no, oh something. my god. We have three iPhones, yep. uh, one mirrorless, and two DSLRs. That we yeah, can... and we're hoping for the clouds to they're supposed to start to clear up. Oh, and, I hope the clouds. And then we'll be somewhere where there's very little light pollution, yep. little of course, because Vancouver is, will, will create some. And we'll be there, What we'll get there around, they're supposed to be at their height between 12 and dawn. Yeah, probably 12 and 4 a.m. Yeah. 12 yeah. midnight, 4 a.m. I've heard that they get at their very much at their height as the dawn approaches for some reason. I don't know if that's to do with where we are in the I don't know if that's true. Um, but scientists do believe that this year's might be even better yeah. than previous years. I read that, yeah. Um, we went out on Friday, Friday night? Yeah, Friday night, just to experiment with our uh, iPhones. And we saw one every 10 minutes. Every, it was about 10 minutes. Yeah. And that's because we were uh, we weren't looking up the entire time. There, there might have been more, and we were also distracted by Rory not shutting up. Sean seems to, Sean, he's learning what parenting is. I was <laughs> saying to him, "Oh, Sean, you know, there's, oh, that, there's that. Oh, honey, as Mo would say, oh, honey, at a certain age, you just can't wait for them to talk. Like, oh my god, oh my god, they're talking. This first word, and then, and then there comes an age where you think, holy shit, when are they going to shut up? They never shut up." There's never a period at the end of a sentence. It's hilarious. So we go outside with this boy who is so enthusiastic about space, yep. all things space. And yep. he's just like, <laughs> he's just like seriously nonstop. We were open for half an hour. <laughs> he didn't stop talking. So <laughs> Not once. Even when no, specifically uh, asked several yeah, times. Yeah, like, yeah, he, no, no. You know, he's oblivious to being asked. Just, just, shh, shh. <laughs> so, so funny. He'll quieten down after we've been out for a few hours it's, this evening. It's utterly hilarious that that's, that happens every time we leave the house, it seems. Yeah, we go get into the car and he's <laughs> just when Sean's looking at me from the driver's seat going, wow, does he ever shut up? <laughs> no, he doesn't shut up. In the house, he never says anything to us. No, he's pretty cute. To himself, yeah, yeah. plays yeah. his game and, and plays his game. He wanders around, goes outside, and plays with the cats. But no, it's the car, or yeah. if we're doing something as a unify, is it in unison together? He gets very chitty chatty. Oh, it's it's utterly hilarious how yes. this kid completely changes <laughs> to this nonverbal being inside the home to this just chatterbox outside. Yes. It just cracks me up. To be prepared. Oh, yeah. And yeah. When, when we go on the ferry, he wants to know the name of all the mountain tell or tell us. Oh, the mountain, the mountain peaks. <laughs> oh, the silhouettes of the mountain peaks. Is that one? Another one? Look, Mom, can you see that shoot going down the building? I was just like, oh, my God, please. And I think part of that is because him and his dad do these wonderful hikes. He They went up to this place called Mount Steel. Mm. Um, a mile high, they climbed the summit of, of Mount Steel, and apparently Rory did it like a mountain goat. Yeah, that's his first real summit. Up it. Yep, yep. So he's, he's a very No, his dad kid. is one of those guys that is a BC guy, and he can look at every mountain peak on the North Shore and tell you what the yeah. name of it is. Yeah, his, just... his, his dad's a skinny Grizzly Adams. <laughs> he's, 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 he's one of those he's mountain, a mountain men, man, you know. Yes. Yes. And he loves being out there and, and loves the, the, it. all that kind of stuff. And so, loves and so, it. Rory is takes after his dad in that he regard. He does. And, but when he, when we're out, we're on the ferry. He's constantly telling us about that mountain is this or what's. Well, the and I feel awful then because after a while, I go, look, Rory, I'm not, I'm not interested. This is something you do with your dad. Don't just stop. Your your best line is, Rory, I'm not your father. <laughs> I have said that, haven't I? Oh my gosh, I'm so horrible. <laughs> I'm not your father. Look at me. I'm not your father. I am not your father. <laughs> that just cracks me up. He's and the other thing is too is I've noticed he does this. It's very very interesting to me. You, I think you've noticed it more than I have, but I've certainly been slightly aware of it. Is how our relationship is deepening and growing. Yes, and he's becoming a lot more comfortable with me. Yes, he lipping off. Is. 
I don't get to smack one these days. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not kidding. I never smack him. <laughs> don't tell him that, though. <laughs> no, I won't. Um, but I, I did this on purpose when we were out looking up, and I was just sort of like sidle away from him, yeah. and we keep following me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Talking at, talking at me. Yeah, yeah. And he gets really close up, like shoulder to shoulder with you, doesn't he? And you move away and he keeps creeping I up. I, I didn't walk away. I just yeah. took like a half a step away. Yes. And he took a half a step. And <laughs> so we did the slow motion dance around the Yes. And that's because he's in the dark. He's outside. He wants to be brave. Yeah. But we think we hear a bear. Yeah. That's just a leaf, Rory. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he's he's a little scared. And plus yeah. the nervous chatter. I yeah. think he's, he's very afraid of the dark. It's very funny. It's, it's this whole you know, being a, a, a pseudo-parent, a step-parent <laughs> to a child who's fully formed. I mean, he has his own personality. He, he, he is who he is. And Still forming, I think. Yeah, but there's, I don't think there's a lot I can do personality-wise to affect him. I can certainly no. do things, um, uh, life skills and rules knowledge and knowledge-wise. Yeah, life. But yeah, his personality stuff. is his personality. True. And um, not a lot I can do about that. Um, so I have to, I have to learn to not accept it because he's a wonderful kid. There's nothing, to, there's nothing to accept, but to understand these situations and, and, and what he's doing and, and, and why, and why he's, do, that's he's doing right. Yeah. Yes, yes. Very true. Yes. <laughs> but, so you'll be up on a mountain somewhere with him or at lo- on a lookout tonight with him for a couple hours. Oh, he'll go to sleep. <laughs> I, 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 yes, he will. He'll, he'll be asleep before midnight. Oh, we'll see. No. Okay. Well, I'm going to drop a Xanax into his coffee. <laughs> He's gonna say, "Could we drug him?" <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to have a nap later. And we're gonna have a nap. Damon will be there vaping away though, so he's gonna have to vape away from the camera screens. But it's now noon. What are we doing right after this? Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna go become movie stars. <laughs> we're gonna go. They're doing a, an extra uh, audition. There's a, a <laughs> there's village. A, there's a casting call. We, we live in this little tiny town called Gibson's, <laughs> and there is a casting call for. Um, mm. What's it called? It's called. Hang on, let me, let me dig this thing up. This is a Carousel Christmas. Uh, we're looking for movie extras in the upcoming Hallmark film, A Carousel Christmas, shooting in Gibson's. They need people who are our age, all the ethnicities, um, and so there's an open casting call. It's a, it's a paid gig. <laughs> it is. And so, you know, what the hell? Let's, we're just let's go down. Go and, <laughs> so we might be on the movies. Like, yeah, no, we're not going to be on the movies. But it's, 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 we're not going to make on the movies. What do you mean? How do you know? Because there's going to be a thousand people who well, are going to- Why are we going then? For the fun of it. No. Right. Get out of the house. <sighs> I've been in the house for- I don't have it. I went out yesterday. Oh, you go out all the time. You swim. You play racquetball. <sighs> it's all your li- fault. It is. He, this, Mr. King is 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 an active guy now. Well, relatively speaking, to yeah, what he, is, yeah, exactly. what he is naturally, <laughs> which is not active. Naturally, I'm very sloth. <laughs> he is a sloth, <laughs> and I'm kicking his ass in racquetball. <clears throat> anyway, moving Come on. on. <laughs> Seriously. Are you letting me? That is so petty of you. <laughs> you are six foot foot. You are a, a foot taller than I am. More. Yeah, no, a foot. More. More. You're... No. I'm, I'm 120 f- pounds heavier than you are. Yeah, so I, I, I'm allowed I'm to... I'm a sh- man. And you're a man. I'm allowed to shine in that a little bit. No, she actually is... Uh, we have, we're having fun. We're not, we're not actually we're playing Sean and Melissa ball. It's too fun. We, we, we don't know what the rules are. We, we, well, we, we get we sweaty and, exactly. and it's just for us to have a little bit of exercise it's and fun. fun. <laughs> I, I really like it. I, I enjoy I enjoy that kind of exercise because that kind of to me that exercise has a point. Walking has no point. You walk there, you come back. Biking, you bike there, you come back. No, this one has a score, a goal, a. A winner, a loser but kind of thing. But you could walk from our house and go over and buy groceries every day. Or yeah, every that's other not, day. I don't think... That's a purpose. Shut up. Mm-mm-mm-mm. Um, <laughs> avoiding. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Folks, as always, send us emails to dltu at yml.me. We'd love if you guys would give us a review on the iTunes store. We would appreciate that. we got about 1,000 people listening per show. Oh, per show? Per show. A thousand listens. A thousand per listen, show. No listeners. Oh, oh, oh! I thought you told me the language was listens. Yes, when for other things for for your Mac life, but for this show, we got because Anchor tells me how many different people. Well, I am just I'm amazed. 
that I'm amazed at that. Well, kind of wild, isn't it? It is kind of wild. <laughs> so, um, yeah, send us uh, emails, dltu at yml.me. Please Go to the do. iTunes store and do a review of the show. Subscribe if you'd like to, on any number of platforms. The folks at Anchor have got, like, we're on nine different, do you know that we're on nine different platforms? No. On, on Anchor? It's really kind of weird how many different places we are listed. We are on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, something called Breaker, Castbox, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and Spotify. We're on Spotify. We're on Spotify. Along with Beyonce, we are on Spotify. <laughs> oh my God. And listen, but you mustn't forget to remind everybody if they want to listen to to your Mac Life because because now, if, if you like us, what? you could join us in Lisbon. Oh yeah, you want to talk about that now or later? Well, I'm just saying to everyone that to go and have a look and 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 think about it because what we're going to do is just going to be a wonderful, joyful, uh, artistic, um, incredible experience in Lisbon, you know, taking we'll do, photographs. Next and, week we'll do uh, a DLTU about Lisbon. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think that if people are interested and if yeah. they like us or if they. If they, even if they're photographers or budding photographers, because we'll definitely do a DLTU in Lisbon. Yes, we will. And and if you're there with us, you can hang out, and we, we we can all talk about it, and we can we can you can be on the show. Well, and I just think updates about it on DLTU, considering we have that many listeners. Mm, okay, good point. Why good not? Point. I will do that. But yeah, next so next week's show, beautiful will, Lisbon, Portugal, Lisbon, Portugal. That is. Uh, as always, I've been Sean King. I'm Melissa King. And you've been listening to Don't Listen to Us. Thanks very much, folks. See ya. Bye.